G'day Raiders family, it's Berkey here and a little bit late this week for my post-match review against the Sharkies. I sincerely apologise. It's been pretty manic since last Thursday night's epic win. Um, but it's obviously better late than never. And with a starvation of Raiders football this week, hopefully this is a nice way to start your week more so than end it. Um, so look, this is my top 10 for that match against the Sharks. Um, and it was a fantastic win. There's a couple of really... Um, big points I want to drill down to on this top 10. So let's get into it. Uh, the first point I've got is upside number one, which is Jordan Rapana. Now, fair to say that Jordan, since he's come back from the PCL against the Roosters in Magic Round, has probably not been as fluent as he would want. Uh, but I think just his presence on that wing still puts opposition defences in two minds. I'm certain coaches are still instructing their kickers to kick away from him to either CNK or to Bailey. So those things alone are really solid nine-game wins for us with um, uh, Jordan being out there. Look, as I said, he's not 100% fit. Uh, I'm actually surprised he is playing, uh, but obviously it's one of those injuries where the medical staff have obviously assumed that he can't do any more damage by playing, by not playing. So either way we look at it, it's a bonus to have him out, have him out there. But this is a real, real upside for us. We don't play this week, so that's another week for him to rest. Parramatta in Darwin, then the bye. So he's going to have probably one game in three weeks just to really rest up and get that PCL back on deck for our run into the finals. But as I said, that's really a big bonus for us. Him back on the field, not being 100%, but still having an impact with the way that he plays his game. Uh, upside to Josh Hodgson, once again, a real, real big bonus, this one. He's been out now for three weeks. The bye this week, he should return against Parramatta, fingers crossed. Another bye, then into the home run. Dragons, Tigers, and so on. So once again, having Hodjo back in the next couple of weeks um, is fantastic. Understanding that while he's been not been there, we've won three straight. Uh, so draw out of that as you will. I don't agree with the comments on some of the pages that we're better off without him. Uh, that's certainly not the case. I think the other guys have stepped up uh, and we're not a one-man team and we can win with Hodjo blended in the team environment, but I'd certainly rather have one Josh Hodgson in our side than not. So that's another upward upside number two for our ranks over the next couple of weeks. Uh, number three, I've gone the big scalp. Now, I mentioned it in my pre-match review. We needed to get a big scalp, and we've got it. The Sharks are, without a doubt, probably, uh, you know, one of those top quarter, um, those top, uh, quarter sides in the comp where you really can measure how you're going against a top-line competitor and contender. And the Sharks, from memory, were just about at full strength on Thursday night, uh, other than Aaron Woods. So we really needed to make a mark against a quality opposition, and we did that. It's 20 nil, back to 20 all, and then the grafter, to, to, to graft out that last 20 minutes to get 22-20 was brilliant. But it's good we got a big scout. We can now look through our run home. We've got the Storm, and the Roosters, I think, are the only sides above us, and the sides currently in the eight that we have to play, from memory, are the Eels and Manly. So it's a fairly good run home for us if we can just maintain our competitiveness and our composure. We're going to win more games than we lose. Number four is toughness. And that was a massively tough mental win on Thursday night. The mental side of our game needed to be at its echelon that last 20 minutes at 20 all 
previous years we may have fallen apart like a Hong Kong suit. We're able to keep our composure, keep our discipline. Uh, in some instances we did it, um, but most of the time we're able to go toe for toe. And that's the grind. That's nothing more than the grind to get the win. And that's what we were able to achieve in that last 20, where in previous years, as I said, we may have faltered quite badly, but we're able to get over to the 80 minutes. An ugly win, 22-20 in that last 20, but I don't care. Gives us the two points, and as I said, gave us a big scalp. Number five, I've gone for Fate, slash Boyd, slash Paulo, as in Shannon and Junior. Um, when those guys left last year, I was a little bit devastated because they have been impactful forwards for us and I wasn't sure who, who, who was going to replace. Hadn't seen much of Ryan Sutton, hadn't seen much of John Bateman, uh, so I was a little bit un, unaware what they were going to bring. When you look at it now, this is fate. If Shannon and Junior were still in Canberra, probably those guys would not have come. Now that they're gone, I scratch my head and think if they were back, would they be back in the pack anywhere or even on the bench? I think that's how well we're going, and that's fate. These two guys move on. Ricky and Peter Mulholland go to the UK and find Ryan and John, and we've just gone to another level with our forward pack this year. So it's interesting how things work, where you can suddenly feel down about players leaving. All of a sudden, we get two guys like this come in, uh, and bang, we're away, and we're sitting third, and sorry, we're sitting fourth and looking really good. Uh, number six, I've gone for Jared. Uh, a fantastic captain, has had to be captain on his own the last three weeks with his co-captain, Hodjo, out. It's devastating he's not in origin. He, the guy deserves a chance, let's be brutally honest. Um, there's been worse players than Jared Croker don a New South Wales jersey. Uh, so for whatever reason Brad has or Fittler has for not picking him, it's the wrong one. Jared deserves a shot at origin. He would not let anyone down. He'll be solid. He wouldn't be intimidated by your Morgan or your Chambers, whichever side he was to play on. And I think he'd just soak up the origin atmosphere and the origin pressure. But he's our captain. He's a great leader. Uh, and we couldn't be more proud of what he's done so far in his career with us with a lot of years still to go. So hats off to you, Jared. Number seven, I've gone for Sia. I said it after the Canterbury game and I said it after the Tigers game. There's just a couple of little errors again to see his game at the moment that are sort of costing us. The knock-on close to the line against the Sharks when he was only on for a couple of minutes with the sticky ball. Um, a penalty gave away late in the second half as well to the Sharks. Just little things like that really stop our momentum and it's unseer-like. Uh, so look, he might just be in a bit of a lull. They all go through it. But we just need him back to his rampaging best. There's no questions about his intensity and about his intent. But just some of those little errors creeping in at the wrong time can certainly stop our momentum in going forward. So he's just got to try and pick that up a little bit. I'll never question CEO's um, uh, spiritual uh, influence he brings to the side, but he's just got to watch those errors because they can, as I said, have a massive impact, particularly in these later games, close to semis and in semis. We just can't have these simple things going wrong, especially at that part of the field where it can really impact us with six points quite quickly. Uh, number eight, I've gone for our depth, and it was there for all to see the other night. So Nick goes off, um, unfortunately. So this week we can bring in Seb Chris or Michael Oldfield. These are really important times for us Raiders to have this type of depth. Oldfield's experienced. Seb Chris has now had one start, a couple off the bench. So we should be feeling 
we should be pretty confident, and also with Horsberg back soon, Hudson Young a couple of weeks away still, that we've really got this depth coming through that's so important. This is a squad of 25 to 30 players, not a squad of 17 to 20, and that's what we do comps. As I said earlier, um, injury takes you out of the top four, and form takes you out of the top eight. So at the moment, we're teetering on that top four purely because of injury. And we've had some mammoth injuries and still a couple to come back in Horsberg, Hodgson, and unfortunately, uh, BJ may not be back. They're big injuries. And we've still been able to maintain our rhythm, maintain our, our confidence, winning three straight to keep in that top four. So our depth has been fantastic. Number nine, I've gone, I've gone for Havili. Terrific game again. He's really had to curtail his running game and his impact game. You can see probably his passes from W half, both left and right, aren't as crisp as Josh's, and that gives the defensive line a second or another half a second to get up and curtail our momentum around the ruck area. Um, so you can sort of see those differences out of dummy half. You may not pick it up a lot, but there are certain areas, particularly close to the line, where Havili is not as crisp as, as Josh with his decision-making process on when to go, when to prop, when to stop, when to kick. Uh, so that's going to be really impactful when Josh comes back to allow Havili to go back to more that impactful, bruising, running lock, running second row role. But it's been great to have a guy of international standing experience being able to fill in for Josh over the last three to four weeks. The last one I've gone for John Bateman, the absolute X factor in this side, wanted to take on both Gallon and Fafita, and this is what we're going to need Raiders supporters. This is the type of crap and intensity, and I don't give a flog who you are and where you are from, this is what John Bateman brings. He doesn't even care about uh, who they are, uh, how much experience they've got, any respect level, because he hasn't played against most of these guys in, in the UK. He may see them once every two or three years. So to him, reputations mean absolutely nothing. And the big games down the track, when he's going to be face-to-face -face with the Burgess boys, because the Burgess, because John Bateman didn't play against South last time, uh, when he plays against the Burgess boys sometime in the semis, this is a type of... Uh, person we want leading us from the front when it gets really gritty and really intense in that type of game. And that's what he did the other night. He didn't take any rubbish from Fafita, no rubbish from Gallon. He let them know that he was here to lead the charge. This was his home turf, and they had to earn his respect and earn the two points, which they didn't. So it's really good to have this type of X factor up our sleeve, guys. So look, Raiders fans, that's it for my top 10 this week. Due to the week off, I'll be adding some little snippets here and there over the course of the next week or so until I go against the Eels. So look forward to them on my Berkey's Top 10 Facebook page. You can get me on Twitter at Berkey Top 10. The YouTube channel, just hit that subscribe button to subscribe to the YouTube channel for any content I put up. You get an automatic uh, uh, um, feed or automatic automatic alert that something you up on, on, uh, on YouTube, as well as all your podcast apps, Spotify, Apple, Google, the whole box and dice as well, guys. So as always, guys, this is Berkey. Bleed green, out.